Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 to help you live a better life. And today I'm talking carnivore diet with Rena Alawalia, a delightful Australian living in Europe who's the gal behind the five-minute body. You'll get to meet her right after this. Big news for our friends at Ralston Family Farms. That's because you can find their products now at Whole Foods. Now, I can find their products at several places in central Arkansas, but I know I've gotten listeners all over the globe, and there might be a Whole Foods near you. If not, you can always go to their website, RalstonFamilyFarms.com, and order some of the rice products. And that includes the grits. Yes, the grits are rice grits. I cook those often. Um, They're great cheese grits. It's something, you know, just about every member of your family will eat. But also that website has the recipes. And that's kind of my go-to when I'm trying to, you know... people. It's hard thinking of recipes all the time and what to cook these people, but I have no problems because when I go there, I can see the cilantro lime chicken rice bowl, the red rice s'more bake, the rice salad with pineapple cucumbers and pecans. Doesn't that sound good this time of year? And you know, with Ralston Family Farms, it's good for the environment and good for us all because of the regenerative farming practices they employ. Those are sustainable practices they employ at Ralston Family Farms. Plus, you can see a photo of the fam, 10 generations of farmers, and they've got mom, dad, the kids, and even the grandkids help out. I love what they do. I love the quality product that they put out. I also love the integrity involved, and I love the Ralston family. You will too. RalstonFamilyFarms.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. Okay, I love a good carnivore story, and Rena, yours is impressive. You call yourself the five-minute body. Why did you use that moniker for your social media? Um, I think the reason is it's come from my own story. So basically, around 20 years ago, I started the complete wrong way. Uh, I was trying to get fit and healthy, and I started off with a low-fat, high-carb diet. I developed eating disorders, so sugar addiction for the last 20 years, night eating syndrome. And along the way, I listened to everybody. And even now on my YouTube channel, I probably interviewed over probably over a hundred carnivore experts and still people say different things. But even back then, I was just trying to find how can I achieve optimal health without calorie counting, over exercising and doing those different things. And so from the age of 20 to the age of 30, I had the eating problems. Basically, I would wake up in the middle, the middle of the night. I would eat the portion that you would eat during the day. I would have that at nighttime. Um, so I was trying to fix that, but also trying to fix my brain and not be so focused on the body image issues, which was kind of coming from my childhood and my parents and dysfunctional background and all that kind of thing. But then when I hit 30, I found keto and I was looking at people like Tom Bilyeu, Tony Robbins, Dave Asprey, all these different people. Right. And I was trying to find what is a thing that I can use to fix my health. Then I went through the route of keto. Basically two and a half, um, two and a half years ago, I found carnivore. But then I found that what you eat matters, but there are other things that matter to your health. So I came up with five things, hence five minute body, because you can do them very, very easily that have helped me so much transform my health, um, not have eating problems. And the main thing that I would say to anybody watching now that you're in control of your health and you are in charge of how healthy you want to be. It's not going to cost much. It doesn't take a lot of time if you get the basics right. So that's what I try to talk about on my social media. So what are your five tenets then uh, to have the five minute body? My five tenets, it's very, very easy. It's what you eat. So I like the carnivore diet. I don't um, say that everybody has to follow a carnivore diet. It could be a variation of low carb, keto, carnivore. Um, But once you get your diet right, after a month or two, you start to think a certain way. 
you start to think a lot more clearer because your gut function is connected to the way that your brain works. And then I found that once you get the mindset right, you start to move better, you start to sleep better, and you generally stress a bit less. So that's mm-hmm. the five things. It's so true. Now, uh, by knowing your background, you were not raised in the West and uh, Australia, but still some of the same proponents that we are lied to about here in the West because we have whether the National Institutes of Health or some muckety-muck telling us how to eat, how what to do, they're still not pro-low-carb yet because there's money involved on the other side. Did you see that too growing up in Australia or your government's trying to influence the way you eat? And we're all saying whatever the government says to do, do the opposite. Um, massively. Um, actually, it's funny, just an, an hour ago, I was having lunch with uh, uh, with my partner and I literally got a McDonald's burger. I just had the bun and mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, uh, the bun. The, the burger the, the patty. Beef, the patty, I had right. two the yes so i had two burger patties and that was it no cheese no onion no gherkin and no bun but but i was saying that 20 years ago i would have eaten the bread i would have have eaten anything that's low fat because that's what mm. we're being taught right because people are i mean governments and industry they're trying to teach us you know the wrong thing because they want to make money off us so i was eating like keto packages like I was eating cereals, anything that's boxed that said this many calories in it, 100 calorie packs. Um, I would have coffee to uh, lower my appetite, all of these mm-hmm. different things just to get a certain body and body image. And then I found that everything I do now is opposite from what I learned 20 <laughs> right. years ago. And it's crazy. So if anyone tells me something, I'm kind of curious, but then I almost do the opposite thing because for the last 20 years, everything that people have have said is kind of like wrong. Isn't it the truth? It's like the blinders are lifted. And then when you find that's the great thing about their their definite disadvantage of social media and how people, it's not great too, but we can come together on social media and see like-minded people, Ken Berry or Sean Baker, whoever's leading and kind of holding the banner high that a carnivore diet is very livable. Like it can be done. It is. So let, let's talk about the differences then in ketogenic diet and carnivore diet and where you found your sweet spot. So my sweet spot is probably to the extreme because if anyone is watching this and they have any element of sugar addiction, you know, if you have keto approved anything, which is almond flour or almond flour cookies, peanut yeah. butter was a big one. Yeah. Um, again, um, any vegetables would would bloat me as well. And the reason for that is when I was doing the keto or trying to be healthy, mm-hmm. I would literally get a whole jar of stevia and I would eat half the jar of stevia oh. because oh my I'm thinking this is zero calorie. Oh, it's fine. And it was one teaspoon it was another teaspoon. And then I would dip that teaspoon in peanut butter because I thought, <laughs> oh, peanut butter is healthy. That's yeah. fine. So anything that was low calorie, I would just eat because I think that's fine. So to answer your question, for me, carnivore, it works for me because I am an all or nothing personality. So I have a little bit of something. It could even be dairy. And the next thing you know, I'm having something I really shouldn't. It goes to milk, it goes to more dairy, it somehow leads to sugar. So I keep the boundary very strict in terms of eating fatty meat, eggs and butter. And I usually just stick with beef and butter. Uh, But for other people that don't have a background of sugar addiction, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they just want to lose some weight. They just want to heal some Mm -hmm. inflammation. Low carb is a really good starting point just to understand how your body behaves and how you can function when you lower the carbohydrates. And then having an experimentation around, okay, what does keto feel like? And what does carnival feel like? There's no one way that everybody has to eat, but there is a way that people can find what works for them. Um, when you were talking about getting up in the middle of the night to eat, now we understand the brain chemistry involved. We understand that Dr. Fung says we're hormonally wired to eat and to stop eating. Jason Fung, you know, the father of intermittent fasting. So now that you know, Rena, about the brain, what do you think was spawning that middle of the night compulsion to eat? Was it the fact that you didn't satisfy your fat and nutrients? 
uh, fat and protein needs during the day? Um, was it because sugar, as we know, what goes up must come down. Sugar goes up, then it comes down, then we want more sugar. What, what was it for you, do you think? Um, I think it was definitely what I was eating, but I'd also attribute it to my childhood. Uh, I think that a lot of people that I work with, if they have any degree of dysfunctional upbringing, a trauma or anything that has majorly happened in their life, we tend to emotionally eat or have Mm -hmm. a pattern of disordered eating. And although I wasn't feeding myself nutrients, I think the waking up at night was just to nurture my inner child, was just to say to myself, Rena, you know, you are loved and you are nurtured because I never got that as a, as a child. I never got validated. My, my, my dad walked out when, when I was seven, my mom was never around. My sister was going through massive, huge problems. And so I was alone trying to bring up myself. And I think the attachment to self-value and identity wasn't there. And I looked externally to how I looked on the exterior to control that. And when you have such a strong connection with how you look on the outside to validate your inside and you have the disordered eating, then Mm. it's going to lead to other behaviors and your body knows this. I think that's what kind of eventuated to the night eating syndrome. Hmm. Um, You know, the book, The Body Keeps the Score, have you uh, read or listened to that? that. It's a fascinating story. And then Gabor Mate does the myth of normal. And it also talks about, because I had a very traumatic childhood, it also talks about trauma and inner child. So I I highly recommend those two books. Um, I have them both on Audible just because hearing them, uh, Gabor does not um, do his narrating, but hearing somebody narrate it, it just can take your mind and, and I don't know, help you work through some things. And we also know that adrenal dysfunction also will cause a middle of the night awakening, which can also be from trauma. I mean, there, we, I think people forget, Rena, how um, holistically we are made. It, food, eating is not one component. It's all the components, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, you know, all these things. So I think um, you telling that story, did, were you raised in a home that uh, beauty and appearance were important or was that way, your way of controlling things of, well, I can at least control, you know, how much I weigh, I can at least control these things because the other things were out of control. I think it was the latter. Um, There was no I can't even recall my dad being in the home and I can't even recall my mom, you know, being a mother at all. So I think that the control was, and because my home was very, it it was a lot of chaos. So my sister would, I won't go into it, but there's just like so many different bad things that would happen. And I think that the, it, it, it wasn't about vanity or beauty, or I saw that as a child, it was simply the control of let me control something. And it's not just, you know, how I looked on the outside, I would have major OCD. I would try to make my room or my exterior Mm -hmm. so perfectly clean. And that if anybody touched it, it would cause me so much anxiety. And I had to work on this for the last 20 years. And even still now it's not totally cured, but I'm a lot more relaxed and I know how to handle myself in situations that I feel stressed or I don't feel in control. And I think a lot of people, especially these days, they have these issues of not feeling in control and they'll go to different things, whether it be eating, tobacco, smoking, all these different addictions to soothe themselves. Oh, for sure. Oh gosh. I mean, all all of those things, (laughs) Um, all those things. Where does, where does alcohol then play into your daily consumption as a carnivore? Do you consume any alcohol? Uh, no, I don't consume alcohol. My dad, um, actually, my mom said that my dad was a alcoholic. So that's probably a a reason why I never started to drink alcohol. But on top of that, um, he has developed Alzheimer's, which is, Mm -hmm. um, he's progressive, um, progressively passing away from it. So, um, when, when you also see a lot of these things happening where your father gets diagnosed with something at age 60, you kind of think, well, I'm 40. I could be there in 20 years time. Why don't I do what I can do right now to not have that happen to me? Uh, And the best way that I can think of is the carnivore diet. The best way that I know how to live, have great energy, not have brain inflammation and all the rest of it is to eat the lowest inflammatory diet. 
So the highest food, the highest fat foods gave you the slimmest body you have, right? Yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't snacking. So for me, I just keep it really simple. So, you know, 80, 20 ground beef, even if I can get 70, 30 ground beef, um, salmon, eggs, I love sardines. That's a new thing that, that I found. Mm-hmm, Mackerel. Um, mm-hmm. I love butter. I was eating a stick of butter a day and I told you I have quite an addictive personality. So I went a bit too far with the <laughs> butter. So I'm just trying to bring it back a little bit because I love my fatty latte. And, but it's the fat that makes you feel satiated because it's one thing to feel physically full, but to feel emotionally full. And I find for myself that the fat really helps with that. Isn't it crazy all those years we chased eating popcorn and toast with spray margarine? Oh, I just remember all the gimmicks, all what we thought were hacks, Uh, canned soup because broth because it was low in fat. (laughs) And we were hungry all the time. Yes, yes. And I had to exercise so much and I thought of burning calories with exercising. And then I was starving. I had to sleep every day in the afternoon. Um, I didn't want to go out, all these different things because I didn't have any energy. And now I really, you know, I do five, 10 minutes of a workout, which is like yeah. very light, very easy every day. Yeah. But then I also walk outside and it's more of a practical thing. I'll go walk to get a coffee. I will go walk instead of taking the taxi to somewhere. I'll do different things that are practical as opposed to let me go exercise. But some people love to exercise. It's just my interpretation of exercise from so long of over-exercising. I just try to make it right for what I do, which is just general movement, making it fun. Anytime I can listen to some music or listen to an inspiring podcast, I will do it and just make it really easy so there's no excuse for me not to actually do it. Well, that is an unusual perspective from someone who's all or nothing because a lot of times all or nothing people – train for the marathon, lift weights five and seven, you know, five times a week at least. Did you come from that over-exercising perspective then? So, yes. So I did the over-exercising. I was training for a bodybuilding comp. I was doing all these different things. And then when I was about like in my early twenties, I was a personal trainer. So I was in the gym training clients. And then I just found myself over, I think from the age of 30 or early thirties, I just found, I I just questioned myself because listening to, you know, the top people in what they actually do, I was thinking, I really don't think the exercise is making that much difference to my physical appearance. And if if anything, I think it's really more stressing me out. And Mm -hmm. I thought, what if I just drop the exercise a bit and change it up? Let me just see what happens. And I did that and I felt less hungry. I felt less of a need that I had to go eat. Uh, But I'm not saying for other people that they're the same thing or it could be the same thing. It's just, I know my personality And um, as soon as I exercise, I feel I want to go eat. Yeah. Yeah. It does trigger something. And it's a reward system that we were taught all those years of, I can eat the brownie with drink the Diet Coke because we thought it was a a balancing act, right? And then I'll go run five miles. And now we know that that was the wrong advice that really, you know, calming our cortisol, you know, putting a blanket on our cortisol, all that exercise, though it's a hormetic stress and we need it, just too much of it really has not benefited us. Because as we know in the West, there are more gyms than there have ever been. There are more treadmills than there have ever been. Our grandparents were never on a treadmill. And guess what? Our grandparents weren't fat. Our grandparents didn't have skin cancer. And our grandparents never wore sunscreen. I mean, we can go through the things of these modern inventions from, I guess, in the 80s is when we really start getting cognizant of, you know, the gym and all these things. And it hasn't benefited us that when we go back to the basics of what you're doing of eating a stick of butter and uh, do you eat bacon? Well, I don't want to say a stick of butter to everyone because people take it quite literally. I and they watch me on YouTube and then they start eating that. I said, no, don't eat that. Like you need to work your way up if it's right for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm very mindful of what I say and um, that I do it. Maybe it's not right for you and you have to experiment with what is good for your own circumstances. You know, why I think you have that uh, is your view is because you it sounds like you came from either an eating disorder or disordered eating. 
and anyone in that camp is so influenced by what people tell them that they, well, this is the Bible. Rena said, and I need to do it. So I think you're just, you're telling people, and it's true. It's so individual. What works for you may not work for me, may not work for Ken Berry or somebody else. We uh, look up the steak and butter gal, somebody else in our big community of meat eaters. It is very specific. Do you eat bacon though as part of your, because um, Dr. Kiltz always says he does B-B-B-E, bacon, butter, beef, and yeah. eggs. Am I saying that right? Bacon, butter. Yeah, bacon, butter, yeah, beef, he and does eggs. The, and, and a bit of ice cream from time to time. And he does. <laughs> right. That's right. He does from time to time, he says. Um, do you eat bacon too? I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I live in Turkey, I can't get that much bacon. So when I get oh. bacon, I love it. On a, on a beef patty, I absolutely love yeah. it. Um, yeah. I, sure. I do use bacon as a side. I'll use eggs as a side to a meal, but usually I'll go for the beef because I know from an emotional level, I feel full of eating fatty cut cuts of meat. So it could be lamb, it could be beef. Um, that's the main two. It could be salmon as well. Uh, and then anything else I would add to, as a side, I wouldn't really eat bacon as a meal. I don't really do that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see you'd need some variety. It's a good, it's a good appetizer. It's a good thing to start things it's off. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you tried bison? I see that now. We have, you know, in the West, we have Costco, or I don't know if Costco's in Europe. Is it? <clears throat> uh, we don't have Costco here. Uh, we just have as a local grocery store here. But I have tried a bison burger. It's 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 quite nice. Um, as, as you can see, all I do is eat burgers, but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. It's working I, I've for tried you. a bison burger. Oh yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's so easy. And, and the great thing about having a burger is that the portion is already there. I see a lot of carnivores that when they start this kind of lifestyle, although you don't have to potentially track calories, I think that understanding how much your body actually needs, as opposed to how much you actually think you need. And when you have a certain portion, then you can actually understand how much you need for thriving and how much is just a little bit emotional. So that's why I love burger patties. Okay. That's a good way to put it. I feel like because the way our satiety hormones fire, cholecystokinin and, and some, you know, leptin, some other things, there's a shutoff valve eating carnivore. Cause though I have the burger patty and I might have two eggs on my plate and uh, I don't normally have dairy, but let's say I had a piece of cheese on it. I would, if I eat about halfway of that, all of a sudden I'm full Rena and I have to put my fork down. Like it's a shuttle. It's like in your car and you're, and it clicks when you have too much get, when the gas is full, the tank is full. My tank gets so full that as an intermittent faster, I typically, so I've been intermittent fasting since 2017. I started carnivore in July of 2022. Before then I would eat like a meal and a snack, right? A meal and a snack. Now that I'm carnivore, I kind of eat two meals because I can't eat the f- big meal I used to eat at lunch because I get full so easily. So yeah. I eat and then I really put it away. I don't eat everything on my plate. And then maybe at five or six o'clock, I, I try to eat early. I'll have maybe a couple more eggs and some more beef or something. But so I get full by my girls. We just traveled to New York and just got back. and They were saying, mom, I mean, you you eat like a bird. I go, no, birds don't eat steak. (laughs) So a bird (laughs) eats, you know, worms and light food, but I, I eat well. It's just, I get full so easily. Don't you find that? I do. And I see that a lot with my group as well, because I have a lot of women that are, you know, plus 40, plus 50, plus 60. So what they usually see is that when they do carnivore and they take out the junk, they say, oh my God, I'm so full on far less. Am I eating enough? That's the question. Yes. And I said, you are eating enough because what you're eating is so nutrient dense. The other question is, how come I don't go to the bathroom as much? Well, when you yes, don't that, eat that's that a great much question. waste foods, yeah. So there's all these different things, but specifically for women that are, you know, 40, 50 plus, mm-hmm. actually I say to my partner, I'm training for menopause. I am oh. going to fly through menopause. You really will. I, I will I, say I am. You, you're going to have to have, I do know this, you need hormone replacement as well to partner with it, bioidentical hormone replacement as well. But I wish, 
I, you know, I'm 60, so I wish I knew at 40 what I know now, yeah. because that is when I had my first weight gain. My thyroid started to burn out, which is so common. My progesterone started to dip, which is the way God designed our bodies. Um, but I had that 15 pound weight gain that, and I would say nothing has changed, but all of a sudden I've gained 15 pounds. And because so what did estrogen. I do? Yeah, that's right. I exercised more. I ate lower fat. I counted calories and it helped me none. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't help you. And it makes you so angry because you think mm. what I haven't done anything. You know, I, I, I'm, I didn't think I was overindulging, but because I was eating lower fat foods, I was eating more in order for the satiety bell to ring. So you, we yep. do reach satiety so much quicker eating these nutrient dense foods. Now let's talk about, I, someone just texted me the other day and said, remind me why carnivores why we don't have to have fiber in our diet. Can you address that? So basically, okay, so the the big answer is that the same way with exercise, the same way with low fat and saturated fat, it's a lie that we have been told because mm -hmm. basically the industry governments, uh, big food and big pharma, they want to sell you drugs, which drugs and pills are made from plants. Um, and then also they just want to sell you 100 calorie packs and, you know, the fiber yes. in the bowel movements. Yes. And yep. even going back to the, the concept of bowel movements, you know, the, the concept that you need to go to the bathroom every day, even that's not, you know, something that we actually need to be doing. Our ancestors didn't go to the bathroom every single day. But the other, the, the other coin of it, the other side of it of fiber is that it's a massive irritant to your gut lining. So when we see a lot of issues like leaky gut syndrome, IBS, um, Crohn's, all these different things, yes. our gut lining is so damaged by fiber that is just causing these little holes, these micro holes, and then all the toxins that you're eating from plants goes into the blood, um, into your bloodstream. Right. So twofold, the, the technical reason, um, I mean, I'm sure that Dr. Anthony Chafee can give a lot more mm -hmm. science around it. But the bigger picture is that it's just something that we have been sold because going back to from our primal days, we never ate a lot of fiber. Yes, we might have some tubers, some berries, some from some fruit from time to time, but it's not in the large quantities that we have to have today. So, and that's why we, along with the sugar, the insulin and all the rest of it, that's why we have all these problems and so many gut issues as well. Yeah, um, I have a client who's a SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth suffer and constipation. She's also a thyroid patient. So she has constipation issues and IBS kind of as it happens people. And she said the worst thing that ever happened to her was they gave her more, they gave her Metamucil or fiber drinks and really for That's a SIBO patient, it makes them more constipated. I don't understand yeah. the, how that works, the dynamics of that, but I, I've heard it so many times People think fiber is this panacea when in fact it really complicates a lot of gut issues. It does. It's kind of like, um, I mean, I think that Dr. Chafee explained it very, very well, but it does kind of cause, you know, disruption to the gut lining. So if you're causing so much injury and strain, whereas the opposite is true where doctors think that fiber is something that's, that's going to help the gut function and help your your bowel movements. But I know that I had um, one of my members in my group, she had SIBO, really bad SIBO. She had it so bad that she couldn't sleep for 10 years. And then she oh was trying gosh. everything. And and there's different types of SIBO. There's hydrogen SIBO and there's methane SIBO. And there's a third oh. type. Oh, okay. And, um, and so she tried everything. There's a diet called the elemental diet where you take these sachets it doesn't work. Oh. So long story short, she went carnivore within two months, completely w disappeared. So the wow. reason why she, so, and she also lost, I think 25 or 30 pounds just doing carnivore. Her sleep improved, everything improved, and she will never touch anything that has plants. She's actually afraid of touching anything because she has <laughs> such, she's honestly like, that's what wow. happens. I mean, I get afraid of touching sugar because I might binge or I might have the night eating syndrome. Oh, I've got good news from Jess's Chicken. Jess's Chicken here in Little Rock, Arkansas is where you will find the Bubba's family probably serving the food. 
six days a week. They take Sundays off to worship with their family. That's what I love about them. But they have new menu items on the menu. So this is the one that has the one location. David's Burgers is, you know, the 10 locations. But for now, Jess's Chicken just has the one location, I-430 in Rodney Parham. And the good news is they're always thinking of ways to incorporate gluten-free items and even dairy-free and they don't cross-contaminate. I know that because they understand uh, food and dietary sensitive people like moi. I am staying away from gluten and dairy right now, thoughts and prayers, but I can do it easily at Jess's Chicken because I get the chicken salad and I get the sweet. My husband gets the savory and then the white bean chicken chili is the new menu item and it is gluten-free. Now, if you want to have the mac and cheese, enjoy it. No, I'm know that I'm over here dying with uh, jealousy and envy, <laughs> but it's what the kids really love. The toast and gravy, the chicken sandwich, you can get the chicken nuggets, you can get things that are grilled. So you see, you have options of gluten and non-gluten and uh, cheeses too and stuff like that. And you get ice cream there if you'd like it. Now, the other thing they have, nobody else in town has the scapegoat soda, not made with the bad stuff not made with the high fructose corn syrup, but with real cane sugar. And it is delicious. Check them out online, jesschicken.com. Hi, friends. I want to take a moment just to introduce you to something that I offer my listeners, my friends, my followers, and that is an online course where you can start fasting today. Yes, I do love me some intermittent fasting. I am a certified health coach and I began fasting in 2017. It totally changed my life. It changed the way not only that I look at food and nourishment nutrition, but I take less thyroid medicine. Some autoimmune diseases have been reversed. It's really the magic of fasting. But sometimes people just need a coach or a partner. But, you know, it may be cost prohibitive to hire someone like me by the hour. Well, do my online course. My online course, lisafishersaid.com slash academy. Right now for an introductory price is $49.97. You can start fasting today. The first video in that series is free. So go ahead and check that out. But I want you to get healthy and you can do it affordably. And then I'll save you money in the long run because you buy less food. <laughs> it's a great thing. I love fasting. I bet you will too. LisaFisherSaid.com slash academy. So all these different things, and that's the thing, people come to Carnivore for different reasons. It's yeah. not just weight loss because it's so healing. It does so much and it's so easy. So It is so, it is so easy and can be really the most affordable thing you do because if you eat just ground beef, you can get ground beef anywhere. Yeah. The challenge sometimes is getting, finding, I look for high fat ground beef. I want 70-30. And if you can find a butcher, they can even maybe, I've heard uh, Dr. Chafee say, and Ken Berry, I think both, you can ask them to cut it 50-50 or 60-40 if, if yeah, you go to I the do. butcher. Now, a lot of times it's prepackaged wherever you get it, which is fine, but it's a very affordable way to eat. It does bring on satiety so easily. And that with eggs... It cost is it's not a cost prohibitive thing. Plus, when you give up snacking and you give up driving through a Starbucks because you have to have something during the day or you have to have a snack here because you you don't get hungry in between meals. I just saved you a lot of money, people. Just, well, just Starbucks those- is like Starbucks is what like six dollars, five dollars, seven dollars for. I I was a in beverage. New York it's and just- I'm not a I'm not a coffee drinker, but one morning. Um, I kind of opened my eating window early. And so I tried to get a high fat tea with, I'm trying to stay away from dairy. So I did like coconut milk and tea. And with the tip, it was $8 and 50 cents. And that's highway robbery. That's, I don't care what you say. Yeah, that's crazy. It's that's, a tea bag. That's y'all. crazy. It was insane. So <laughs> never again. I won't go back, but there I was. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, you could get two beef burger patties right. for probably that or less. Right. And it yeah. would probably fill you up for, you know, half a day as opposed to the, you know, Starbucks. So yeah, each no, it's, it's insane. Such a racket. And a lot of people in the health space, I mean, my friend calls Starbucks the McDonald's of coffee, you know, they, it's just junk with junky ingredients and, you know, it doesn't benefit your health. But now you can go to McDonald's though and get the hamburger patty or 
yeah. here in the U.S., people get In-N-Out Burger or Five Guys or wherever you're going, you can definitely get the patties and you can fill up on that. So do you not have cheese at all in your diet? You've chosen no cheese? I try not to because um, I find that I get I break out the next day. So I'll get like pimples. I break out Is very, very right? easily. <sighs> but I love dairy. <sighs> yeah, me too. That's something I've eliminated right now, just trying to mitigate some autoimmune conditions. And and that is, you know, different things bring us to carnivore. Mine is definitely autoimmune, um, trying to calm some things down. I think I've just had a little flare up just with more vitiligo and some other things. And again, traumatic childhoods can push autoimmune conditions later. I mean, I understand the connection there. Um, so was what was the the real push for you to get you to carnivore you were you were doing keto so was it to get rid of the sugar addiction or was it to mitigate autoimmune conditions um i think i listened to dr ken berry's uh one of his videos about well what happens if you have meat i was like what like i never used to eat beef or red meat when i was keto i thought oh really why was that i thought it was unhealthy because you were lied to. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I was eating chicken, salads. Like my, I would have a bowl of salad, like a massive bowl of salad. I would have avocado, all of the healthy things. But I was Righteous, still hungry. Right. I was eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to his video and it really made sense. And then he said, it's such an easy way if you want to lose weight. And mind you, my my brain was geared on the weight loss, the fat loss, even though I didn't really have much weight to lose. When I went carnivore, I lost 25 pounds without the exercise, without the, honestly, I, wow. I, I lost, I didn't try. And, and the beauty about life is that when you don't push for something, the universe gives you what you need when you need it. But when you're pushing for something, it's really hard. Like if I try yeah. to push my partner to marry me, that's going to be very hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, might push him the other way, but right? It's when you, exactly. So it's, <clears throat> it's when you just relax, let things happen. But that video really changed it. And I just thought, let me try some beef. And what year was that? And I felt great. That was, um, I've been carnivore, strict carnivore for a bit over two and a half years. So that was like 20 and uh, around 2020 or 2021, 2020. So is yours, are you more of the lion diet? You know, Michaela Peterson just does, no, she just does beef and salt, right? Yeah. Some people just, I mean, I know people listening right now are going to wreck their cars. Some people just eat beef and salt. That's all they eat. And the health, the they turn around their health in ways that it is jaw dropping. Like her yeah. health transformation is jaw dropping the other people. So, and again, we don't benefit from this financially. You know, nobody, we're not getting, no one's getting rich from what we're telling you. So we don't have, we're not trying to manipulate you. We're, I'm just trying to tell our, my listeners that this actually does happen for people that turns their health around. So the, in the lion diet, just beef and salt then? Beef, salt, and water. And water. Okay. And so yours isn't much more than that. Well, I have bacon sometimes. Um, sometimes I have eggs like one or two a day. Or, oh, okay. Um, and then I have, I, I have butter every day. I have a fatty latte in the morning every day and, but the rest is beef. That's great. Do you get yeah. t- one thing that I noticed a few months ago, cause I've been doing this almost a year, a little palate fatigue and I wanted, I got tired of chewing and chewing and chewing. <laughs> So did you ever notice that and you needed some variety? Uh, so is that meat aversion or is that chewing aversion? No, it was it was more of a chewing aversion. And I, I went to chicken wings that I cooked here at my house, you know, and are fried in lard just for yeah. the variety. You know, I got <laughs> ribeye steak is great. And I was having one every day, but I almost got tired of it. Now that I haven't had it in a week or so, now I want it again. But it, it was more of that. It was the palate fatigue of, I just need yeah. some variety. Do you, are you a moderator or are you a abstainer? I, I don't know. Am I either one? I don't even know. Uh, yep. A moderator is somebody that kind of needs a bit of variety and needs a, like can't oh. just do like doing carnivore, but they need that variety. I need to try different things. I can't just stick with one thing. I'm a moderator. Okay. I, I'm so not an all or nothing. Types. And I'm not an all or nothing personality. 
like I'm not I'm never one way because I'm always going, what are they doing? I'm afraid I may miss something. I may be missing out. Right. But I understand. So so you then are abstainer. You're an all or nothing, right? Yes. So it's it's interesting to see a different personality types because then you know what is right for them. So if you're a moderator, well, doing lion diet is just really, really hard. Uh, you would want some variation. You want some yeah. different textures. Sure. You would want deliciousness every single day. For me, being an abstainer, I can eat the same thing. Uh, I probably need two things, not just one thing. I did the lion diet. So to answer your first question, I did the lion diet for 30 days and it was just beef. And I really felt like, um, wow, I'm getting really sick of beef. And when you eat the same thing all the time, you eat less of it. And that's when you actually get your true sense of hunger because you don't have any variation. and, and, And that's how, yeah. So there's a benefit to it. But then you get really bored of it as well. <laughs> Are you glad you did it, the 30 days? Oh, my God. I felt amazing. Whenever I eat beef, I feel fantastic. But then when I feel a bit stressed or I feel tired, I'll reach for butter because it's the fat that I want and I just eat butter, like, you know, small amounts of butter. Yeah. But when you just eat fatty beef, there's something about it that you just feel phenomenal. So I loved it but I was very happy to go back to eat other things. <laughs> yeah, just some other things. Now, what did it do to your menstrual cycle, giving up the plants? Because, you know, Dr. Kiltz talks about he's a fertility doctor and he's dealing with women who either have PCOS or um, anovulatory. They're not ovulating. And he, he just says, well, you know, get on the carnivore diet. Let's see what happens. Did it change your cycle at that point? Um, it didn't change my cycle. I've always had a very regular cycle. So I'm blessed from my mom that, you know, 28 day cycle all the time. Good. I've never had problems That's great. in that area. I've just always had acne um, from now I don't have acne only if I have dairy. So, so it's definitely a food sensitivity because, you know, a lot of women are dealing with acne because of polycystic ovarian syndrome. One of the symptoms besides anovulatory or irregular period is, um, cystic acne, facial hair because too much testosterone. So you, it sounds like your hormones were regulated. Yes. They weren't out of whack maybe when you started. Not, uh, not that I know of, uh, it's just, you know, severe sugar addiction, like just crazy. So um, you haven't had sugar then in a couple of years? I've oh, you're having to think cake. about it? <laughs> you know, no, like I, you turned I'm your head. Per- Listen, going, oh. I'm not perfect. So, um, let, let me just think of like, I, I would have a burger and there might be some gherkin on it. I'll have the gherkin. So this is like what I talk about on my group, which is really important. Anyone watching, if you want to go carnival, if you're on carnival, you don't have to be hundred percent perfect. Like yeah, you yeah. doing carnival, you are 99% better than the rest of the population. So if I go out and have a gherkin on top of a beef patty, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not going to think, oh, I did, did anything wrong. Um, you know, I've had Greek yogurt and I know that if I have it, what I feel like I've had cheesecake, but I think the difference is that when I choose something, I'm choosing something that has the most fat. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, and, and I try to have something that has the least sugar and I know that some, and if I can, I'll just choose dairy because I love dairy, but that's very, very rare. And it's only if I have thought about it, it's not really impulsive because I know when something is impulsive, I'm feeding something from my emotional state. And the reason why I don't do it is because the next day I really won't feel good. Yeah. And when I don't feel good, I mean, I'm in bed the whole day. I'm depressed the whole day and I won't do anything because I just feel terrible. It has that effect on me. What health issues then did you mitigate by going carnivore? Acne went away. You're preparing, you're prepping for menopause, which I think every woman, you know, after 35 (laughs) should should look at it that way. But what are some other things? I had um, severe social anxiety. I never wanted to go out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? I never wanted to go out and meet people. And even when I met people, I would just, the anxiety, I would get it in my neck and in my chest. And that kind of went away. Or I just had an openness to want to 
chat to people, especially if you're carnival and you're into growth mindset and mindset and wanting to, you know, do great in life and have a happy life. I really want to talk to you. And I love that, that kind of thing, but, you know, just going out and talking to different people, I would just feel very uncomfortable about it. Um, I was, I think the, um, my OCD, oh, my OCD has really gone down. It hasn't completely gone away, but, um, I don't fixate on things. Like I used to fixate if something is not straight or if something is not perfect. Yes. I don't do that anymore. Uh, depression. So it's a lot of, um, how my brain was working. So my mental health has just dramatically increased. Um, my inflammation in my stomach. So I would get so bloated that I would look like I'm three to four months pregnant Mm -hmm. when I'm eating keto things that went away. And I think that's it. What do you think the keto things were then that would inflame you? Those almond flowers and things like that, the uh, vegetables as well. Oh, and the, ve- vegetables, oh, and the vegetables, like just kill me. Yeah. Actually, like, um, one of my friends said that maybe you have SIBO or some sort of gut yeah. issue. And I said, yes, perhaps you do. Be- uh, uh, maybe I do because whenever I have vegetables, um, uh, I do get, or I, I will feel funny or my, my stomach's going to be so bloated, like distended bloated that my partner's like, it's like that. So you haven't had a piece of bread then in a long time either. No, no. And don't care about bread. No, 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 no. Have you ever tried, um, almond flour bread? So the keto stuff is so much better than the regular stuff. I'm not saying to try it if, if you're carnivore, but, um, you know, the high fat, but Dr. Kilso was saying, he was justifying and saying, well, you could have sourdough bread from time to time. And I said, well, define that. And he said, oh, maybe, you know, a few times a month. So I incorporated that. And then I, I, then my naturopath just told me I have to give up gluten to try to calm any autoimmune issues down. And sourdough bread has gluten. So I, I do miss having some type of bread product. So I would, I would definitely look into, I mean, for me, again, it's everybody's different. For me, I would try the almond flour. If you have an autoimmune uh, issue, probably the almonds, because they're they're higher in oxalates as well. So it's probably not the best for you. Um, You could try like a meat bread. Um, One of my friends, ketogenic woman, uh, she has a YouTube channel. Okay. She makes, she made this really good meat bread she cooks like, so her, her name is ketogenic woman okay. and she posts, um, recipes every few days and all they're right. all carnivore and she'll do versions that are high fat, but she'll, she'll have some variations. So if people like you, you want your bread, you want your pancakes, you want this and that, yeah. but there is a meat bread. <clears throat> now so you can I try tried with butter. My, have you done the one where you grind up it's ground chicken and you make that as a crust for pizza? Uh, no, because I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I'm uh, like, no, I mean, I really try. I, I, I'm not interested in recipes. So um, <laughs> okay, I, I just good. feel, and 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 I, I, I just, again, it's the all or nothing personality. But, yes, um, I see that. You know, when, when you make something a recipe, it's going to taste nicer and then you're going to be overeating. If I want to have something delicious, I'm going to go out to a fabulous restaurant or a nice, you know, cafe or something and have something nice. But at home, I just try to make it really basic. Uh, and it's, it's still delicious food, but when it comes to recipes and more ingredients, it's just, you know, more complicated. Yes, it does. open the door to different ingredients coming in. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, So what do you do at restaurants? What do you order? Steak? Um, Not really. I'm not really a fan of steak. So burgers, salmon, um, anything that's tuna, anything that's meat. So in Turkey, it's quite hard to get really good cooked meat. The the meat is nice, but maybe they might overcook it. So anything they have there, I will just order it. I'm not that fast. Uh, but if there is a burger, I'll go for the burger because usually that's that's safe. Don't you have a lot of lamb there and uh, ground we beef? We have a lot of lamb. We have a lot of ground beef and yeah. lamb. I don't love lamb for some reason. Um, I can it have has, it sometimes. It, it has a bite to it. I mean, it, it definite, there's a definite 
taste difference. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I can have it once and then I'm happy to have it, you know, a month later. So I can, right. I mean, I, I love burgers. Um, you know, a really good salmon is beautiful. I love shrimp, um, seafood. Yeah. Um, whenever I go out for brunch, it's always bacon and eggs. Always. Yeah. It's safe. Yeah. That's well, that's because there's bacon so I can have bacon. Absolutely. <laughs> And their eggs. That that's to me, it's a safety net for carnivores. Is that I? There's never a place I go that I, there's nothing to order because every restaurant typically has ground beef, so I could have a patty, or if they have a breakfast or anything, they have eggs. So yeah, I I don't ever find myself. You know, people say, "Well, where are we going to eat with you? What are you going to do?" I said, "I can always find something." Everyone has a hamburger patty. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's have it with delicious. cheese. There's no problem. Yeah. Have some dairy. It's better than having, you know, the bread, the pasta, the cereals and all that different thing. I would, I would pick dairy over carbs any day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then you really, you do love dairy. I guess I love it all. Um, but I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't miss it. I mean, once you get it out of your life, <clears throat> I don't miss it. Sometimes I do miss bread. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll work that in someday somehow. So I'll figure, I mean, even I don't pork know rinds as well. Yes. Pork rinds. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that you can make something, um, something out of cheese would. Yeah. But if you like yeah. the bread. Yeah. yeah I um, I have a connection here in Arkansas who I can get the pork rinds you fry yourself from the rest. He's in the restaurant business. So he gets from the food vendor, the restaurant vendor pork rinds, and they start out about the size of a cinnamon toast crunch, you know, like that big. And then you put them in the pork lard and they, they blow up this big and they are delicious. I don't like the package ones that are prepackaged that I, I tried one time, but the ones that we make at home are very good. And you're right. I could take that. I could actually, grind those up and I could, you know, make them as a coating on something if I wanted kind of, cause that's it. Sometimes I do miss crunch. That's why I went to, I tried the pork rinds at a restaurant was I missed the crunch and I got tired of chewing. So I did, that may have been my palate fatigue too. Just even um, something. Bacon chips. Have you tried oh, bacon chips? Well, is that what Dr. Barry does? Yeah. You I think Dr. Pop some I bacon. Think yes. Yeah. And you fry it in small pieces, right? And then, yeah, you put it in a bowl and it's like having chips. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same as regular chips, but, oh, actually, Carnival Crisps, which is a brand. Um, I've seen they those. Have what do you think? chips. Okay. I mean, can I be honest? They're, they're like a little bit expensive. I saw the yeah. price the other day. I was like, what? <clears throat> but if yeah. you're, you know, need something, it's, it's, it's good. And you can have that with not like as nachos, like with the chips and then have the ground beef. Um, they also have a meat flour as well. So you can use that meat flour to make bread. So that's what meat? ketogenic woman. Yeah. So I've got it here, actually. You. I've got them all here. Really? You've, so you've, well, you're not cooking with it because you don't want to be bothered with the ingredients, but have you had the meat flour in something? Do you have something there that's meat flour? Not yet because I was okay. at KetoCon and yeah. then the company shipped me some products for me to try and I tried the crisps. I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. So good. And with my flight coming back to Turkey, it was about 16 hours. I had about two packets of carnival crisps. And then again, with that was the meat flour. I haven't tried it as yet, but definitely the um, bread recipe from Ketogenic Woman, I think I might try it. Okay. Or maybe I'll get my partner to make it. <laughs> I don't know. Now, was Keto Con the one in Austin, Texas? Yes. It was so much what fun. What did you think? What did you think about the South? I loved it. Okay. Let me just say, this brisket in Texas, the brisket is phenomenal. I, oh, we went to this place. I don't know like what it's called. It's the most famous, um, um, brisket place in uh, Austin, Texas. Okay. I'm, I'm sure it's good. I mean, it's Austin, Texas and it's brisket. But (laughs) okay. First of all, I, I love the brisket. I love the accent. I love the people. I was like, I want to live here. (laughs) And then I was so sad to come back to Turkey. Uh, but that was, and the best thing is that everyone loves meat and actually being at KetoCon, 
everyone loves meat and nobody likes carbs. So that's yes. really easy. <laughs> yes, it was definitely your people. Now, uh, I asked you before we started just about your ethnic background, because that often plays, and you told me of Indian descent, that often plays into our food choices. You know, I always say that my Russian Jewish background, I'll eat borscht soup and sauerkraut, you know, because my people ate that or my, my Jewish relatives ate brisket or whatever. So for you, though, your Indian relatives didn't eat beef so and don't eat beef. I know. So you, you I, were I, raised, I did you eat beef growing up? No, because I didn't want to eat red meat. I ate chicken oh, curry right. all the time. That's right. Okay, I ate chicken, chicken curry. curry and, um, you know, chicken, yeah, actually, and uh, roti, Shrimp. pronti. So, so, so this is all like carbs. I ate a lot of carbs. Growing yeah. up, yeah. Um, at my see, so because my mum wasn't there, my aunt took the place of my mum. So I'd go to her yeah. home every day. My mum would pick. I'm sorry, my aunt would pick me up, and she would make phenomenal curries. So I was having rice a lot, um, chicken, yeah. oh, non bread, like yeah, in the form of roti. So, so like pronto roti, and roti right. is kind mm-hmm. of like your naan bread, um, right. like anything that has um, what's it like vegetable curries. Um, mm. you know, fried stuff. It was like Indian food is delicious if you have it at home. And the thing is, if you're carnival and want to eat Indian food, it's kind of hard. <laughs> so. Because it's a very carb-heavy meal. But I will sometimes, I mean, I because I do like shrimp. I love shrimp korma. It's probably my favorite dish on the planet. Oh, yeah. Um, that's really good. Very good. So it's got, you know, cream and shrimp. And if you just you know, if you can stay away from the non bread, which is so good, um, there are some definitely some things you can eat. Yeah, I mean the high. shrimp korma is fantastic, mm. and you could have you know if you want to be keto, you could have a fried cauliflower, or you could make um, you know any bread with cauliflower. So cauliflower is very versatile if you want to do the keto, and or if you just want to have a one off cauliflower yeah, keto yeah. type day yeah. and and it's okay to mix it in because you want sure. it to be yeah if it's right for the person it's not right for me because I don't really care for cauliflower but if the person wants it then why not well it's anything to keep you compliant and reaching your goals and I think everyone we can all agree our insulin is too high around the world around the globe not in the carnivore community or probably the ketovore community um, but whatever helps you reach your goals and food is definitely the way we reach our goals. It's not exercise is just a component, but as you and I know, there's sunlight that's important. There's sleep that's important. Oh my there's- God. I feel like, I feel like sunlight and sleep is so much more important than exercise. I do too. And I will, pro- if I'm tired, I don't want to exercise. I'm just going to have a nap. Because your I body sure needs the, the nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this. I used to push myself to exercise. Yeah, we're recording this at seven in the morning. And so it's summertime. So the sun's coming up. So before I came in here to my studio, where there's shoes behind me, studio, um, I went outside and had sunlight in my eyes first to let my retinas know and my brain know, you know, to make that morning cortisol. I mean, I, it, it is, it's something I talk about so much on my social media. People kind of make fun of me because, Oh, I'm why? But it's so important. It's because so important. I love it. We've been told that that big fireball in the sky is dangerous. We, we were told to, to put sunscreen on and to wear sunglasses. Those are lies, people. I mean, your eyes I used need to buy so many sunglasses. I don't even use them. For, same. For, like, for the fashion and, and all that. And I'm just like, well, no, actually, I want to look up at the, well, not look directly at the sun. No, but just but to get I want sunlight. That sun ex- yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I've stri- strengthened my retinas. I also do red light therapy, and I think that's helped. But I've strengthened my retinas that I'm no longer, I used to be like this out in the sun. I couldn't stand it. The I was so sensitive because I was not accustomed to it. But it finally strengthens your eyes. Rena, you're fabulous. Yeah, Thank you things. so much for doing this podcast. Is there anything on you? We'll send them to your social media, Five Minute Body. Okay. And then if, if they can get in one of your groups, they can probably sign up through your social media. Yes, that's right. Um, it's just a group 
mostly full of women. Um, you know, we're we're doing challenges every single month just for people to stay on carnival, stay on, on track. So the next one starting in June, um, it is protein sparing modified fasting. Uh, so we're going to describe what that is and why people need to try it. So that's starting in June. Perfect. Thank you so much and keep eating meat. You too. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.
Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.